are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. This is how I'm going to do everything of this from here on in. From high atop, this is the mountaintop of Mount Manitoba, and I'm your host, Kirk Buckner. Who am I? I run. I operate. Along with Evan Nolan, every now and then he shows up. But it's not in Hall of Fame.com, along with the sister sites, the Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame, the Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Vote now. You can all be a part of the United States Athletic Hall of Fame first class because nobody trademarked it until I did. So there you go. Uh, Vote now, www.notinhalloffame.com forward slash USA. I know Brad's there. I know Andrea does that. But let's introduce them first. Andrea Tessman. She came back. She did a whirlwind tour of, of the subcontinent where she told, where she was, rec not, not just told everyone about what she does, but she was recognized for what she does. If I say it enough times, it must be true. And along with Brad Nelson. And if you take off the B, it's Rad Nelson. Be Rad. Uh Oh, no, and if you take off the D, I'm Bra Nelson, which means that I'm named after something that's very close to what I love. Chester? <laughs> Do you wear a bra, Kirk? I could. Well, then I could love you too. All right. If I push these really, if I push them close enough, it, it might look okay, except for the fact I'm very, very hairy. Okay, well, when I make it to, to Mount Manitoba, I'm totally motorboating you. I'm more likely to sort of like make it over there to uh, the British British Columbia. So uh, Motorboat regardless. All right, well, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a little bit delayed because one of us got completely drunk last time. We tried to do I'm that. Sorry. No, it was me. Uh, no, I'm apologizing for Andrea. Uh, okay, well... Yeah. But this Always. is, gonna, this is gonna, definitely going to be a lot better because you see, well, actually, let's speak with Andrea first because Andrea was the one who decided that we're going to, well, actually, I'm the one who decided we're going to move on from how the hell did this go number one to how the hell was this a hit? And the whole point of it was we were kind of running out of number ones that I wanted to rag on. And I sort of thought, okay, Andrea, we're, we're going to pick some crap, like utter crap. And here's the rules. It has to be a top 40 hit in the United States, even though we're all can Canadians. But, Good day, eh? But realistically, I mean, like, Canada, USA, not much different. But, I mean, we do appeal to a more American audience. Go figure. I know that must be true because I had a couple podcasts where I did one on the Beachcombers. And I was said, like, this other guy knows nothing about Canada. And it was me. When I, Even though my partner on that was an American. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway. Moving right along. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. The whole point, though, was to sort of like pick something different. And Andrea picked uh, One Night in Bangkok. And before I ask you why, uh, I was a little bit initially upset. I wasn't surprised you you, you went there because for, there you dropped hints that this was going to happen. And you used this as a bit of, you said, like retaliation because we closed off how the hell was this number one. Or I, I decided we're going to do a whole disco extravaganza. And thank you to our guest, Will, last time. Who, who was phenomenal uh check that out uh man some of the stuff it was great to have him here oh yeah and he'll be back he will be back i mean anyone who sort of like uh was part of play that funky music white boy even if it was 14 years later in the same band is still pretty damn awesome and that's yeah. the most interesting thing about him so check that out uh if you can but the song the song to me was something that i liked a lot when i would have been thir 12 13 whatever uh i love this tune back then uh brad you and i are the same age initial yeah. 
when you heard that? Oh, no, absolutely. I was I was digging on it when it came out and what have you. I had no idea until I met Andrea. Like, and even then, like it was ten years into our friendship that um, she had even she had mentioned that it was part of chess, and I didn't know because I. I love musicals. You cannot find which chess. is why Andrea did this as a revenge to me because I hate musicals. So I just uh, put that in. Well, but it's it, because you put us through the the the, the syphilitic the musical syphilis that I is disco. syphilis. I never no, musical syphilis. syphilis. Okay, oh. gentlemen, stop talking over each other. <laughs> She's doing yes. her job. Yes, yes. Dear. Um, every once in a while. So, Anyway, I had no idea it was part of the musical, uh, and I'd never heard of Chess. Uh, I'd seen the album cover multiple times, mm -hmm. but never listened to the full album. Um, and so Andrea has the 411 on this whole situ. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a concept album. By uh, music was by the the Bjorns, the the bees from ABBA, Bjorn and uh, Benny. Benny and, and Bjorn, I, uh, I believe. Correctly, right? Bjorn but, was, I think it was Bjorn who did more, more, most of the heavy lifting from what, what he, I uh, They wrote most of the music together, I believe. Mm -hmm. Bjorn wrote a lot of the lyrics with Tim Rice. And tell everyone who Tim Rice is, because that is a, that's a very big name. I, I find it really interesting, too, because correct me if I'm wrong, this is actually sort of like back to back. We closed one thing with a bit of Jesus Christ Superstar uh, with Yvonne mm -hmm. Elba. And Tim Rice is part of that, too. Or... Tim Rice was, yeah, the the main writer of Jesus Christ Superstar. I think also with Bjorn. Um, okay. And but Bjorn did yeah, that he... Jesus Christ Superstar then because that was like pre ABBA. I believe so. I could oh, be wow. wrong on that one, okay. but I I thought I saw machine. his name credited when we were looking at it. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so they wrote a concept album, then turned it into a musical. The concept album did pretty well. The musical, it did lasted. Not. It did not. It didn't really have any real success outside of London. I tried. Um, to, sorry, I, I, I and this is like I, I want to ask. Uh, it, like I guess more Andrea, this one here. Uh, did you ever see this play? Because like, to my knowledge, I couldn't find if this ever played in Canada, or really anywhere. I don't think it ever did. Um, I was introduced to it by my aunt and uncle my uncle saw it i believe in sydney but maybe in london mm -hmm. well what, um, beyond what this, that what it's about so it's essentially it's a it's a loose rendition of um bobby fisher playing Brad, who's the, yes um and it's kind of an analogy for the cold war you've got the the Russian and the American dueling it out. They're in Bangkok um, for this tournament. Oriental setting. Sorry. What, what the city do you What the city is get. Hmm. Um, the, yeah. So then there's, there's a love story between the Russian and the American secretary and the Russians trying to abdicate. And there's a fun song around that with the Russian like, uh, or yeah, the diplomats and so the American secretary who's fallen in love with a Russian character. Yes, American secretary or American agent? Because I, I thought I was it was the reading, secretary. I was reading. Might not, be the agent. I, I don't know. I mean, like I tried to find the play and I couldn't. She she works for him. That's okay. yeah. She works for the American. She and the 
question or having a love affair. There's some other jilted lovers in there. Um, all of the great things you need for a musical. Um, I would really I love to an opportunity to see this, but you know, you you can get a really crappy theater capture on a garbage camera on YouTube, and that was all I was. They able sent to find. you with Saturday Night Fever from the <laughs> Playhouse in New Jersey, but anyway. But... but no, Kirk, I couldn't find anywhere that it had played in North America, okay. um, and I think the crappy garbage footage is because the last time it played was probably in the early nineties. Mm -hmm. It was a long time before I even realized, like yourself, uh, uh, that this was about chess, which it feels so stupid when you look at the lyrics. I get my kicks the above the waistline, sunshine. The creme de la creme of the chess world. In a show with everything but Yul Brynner. I do have one issue with some of the lyric, well, with one lyric. One town is very like another when your head's down over your pieces, brother, but everything before and after is describing fucking Bangkok. Mm -hmm. like, this is not like... Anyway. No, because right before that, he says um, something about... Uh, but he lists a bunch of cities. He said, you, you don't play in any ordinary city. It's Iceland or the Philippines mm -hmm. or this or this place. place. But, but a bunch of other shit, though, was very descriptive. Well, and the and, funny thing was, we had, we had touched on this before, is that Bangkok, well, Thailand in general, banned this song because of how shitty it was to Bangkok itself. I'm, I'm sure that He's... really affected tourism. Yeah, the entire, this whole song is the backup singers extolling the virtues of how beautiful Bangkok is and all the stuff you can do. And Murray Head in this sarcastic, just nasally, smarmy, smarmy voice, just tearing it to shit. Is it, uh, ma'am, is, is it swarmy or is it just, because he plays the American. So yeah. if, if we can, Murray Head, going back to the Jesus Christ Superstar, uh, I have to like actually watch this because superstar Billy Graham, who used to come out to for Russell, who just passed away, and Evan and I will have to talk about that shortly. Uh, also, Winnie wants to make an appearance. Hello, Hi, Winnie. Winnie. This is a Winnie the Mini. Winnie, Winnie the Mini. Dash it. Hello. Winnie's awesome. Yeah, Winnie keeps me in line. Mm -hmm. Murray Head was part of that Jesus Christ superstar, and I thought. Up until like a, a week ago, that he was a one-hit wonder. Yeah, as did I. That's true. But he his he did the Jesus Christ superstar. Yeah, he's a theater guy, and that's why I think Andrea was right in picking this one for the how the hell did this go number one? Because this is a piece of musical theater. It shouldn't have made the charts like it did. I mean, you don't see Phantom of the Opera or um, when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way, you know, hitting the hitting the tops. You know, they, they, they aren't even Maria. You know, I'm pretty it's, sure that Phantom had a couple songs in the top forty. But did they chart? That well, well that this song went number 40. three in both Canada and the United States. Yeah, yeah, one in a lot of countries. I didn't check to see in the UK. Uh, but uh, was, but I think even interesting, more interesting because Murray had when when I looked at that because I'd never seen him sing before, so I just thought he was a vocal, just someone who did the spoken word thing, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. He can sing. He does not yeah. hear. Uh, 
but that also sort of plays in with that weird new wave avant-garde yeah. yes. could click. The video isn't crap. The uh, video is fun. Mm -hmm. It's so cheesy and so 80s. And it is. it's fun. The the people dressed in black and white like suit jackets and almost nothing on the bottom dancing around on a on a chessboard. Like Oh yeah. This is also oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it's camp, pure camp. This but it's theater style camp. Like it's it's that it, it's got the a, a real um, you know, theater motif going on to it with the with the outfits and the raising and the lowering of the platforms and everything else. Like the last little bit when Murray Head comes out of the bottom of the chessboard, it's great. What I found interesting though, too, is in, in my research is that. Murray was sort of like doing this with his New York accent. This did not feel like a New York accent at all. And, and no, it's got a bit of a Jersey twang, but does it? No, it's a it's a bad New York accent. Bangkok, Oriental City. Well, it's it's kind of got the fifties sound of like radio plays. News radio, yeah, yeah. So like, so like maybe what he thinks an American would sound like after watching Happy Days. Yeah, it's not perhaps, quite, perhaps. It's not quite um like 30s radio play, but 50s radio play almost, where they're trying to like they, they've got that that accent, you know, where they are talking like this. And so chances are Murray Head was probably pulling from that. And I don't know, man. It the song it's is great. Brilliant. The song comes on in the car and I'm and I'm driving and the song gets turned up. Uh, Andrew, you you you're more familiar with the whole soundtrack than either Brad and I. Uh, mm -hmm. I. I did try to listen to the whole soundtrack. I watched the whole Chess Vivo on YouTube. There was only the four songs. Does Murray sing on this? Like sing, like not do spoken word. Um, I don't believe so. It, no, I don't believe so. There are songs with that character singing, but I don't believe it's Murray Head singing. Oh, my my favorite useless trivia thing because i'm a big buffy the vampire slayer fan of the tv show yeah brad you already know where i'm going so, so just so just fill that in giles yes yeah that's his brother anthony head and murray head are related yes they're brothers so okay so have you ever and for those of you listening or watching us at this point in time this is the recommendation of the of the evening have you ever watched repo a genetic opera kirk never heard of it it's time that you looked it up okay oh. because sir anthony head is in that and he sings like crazy now i totally going... didn't know that they were related is he an this, is, this is i did because he, he warrants my respect in this oh. so bear in mind this is done as a musical and almost a slightly Italian opera um, would be the only way I could, like, it's not your typical American musical. This is not like Hair or um, uh, uh, West Side or anything like that. This has got a lot of uh, Italian opera DNA mixed into the ingredients in this one here. That's not um, a selling point for me. And no, because all I have to say to Andrea is one little line and... We'll, we'll get her going. She'll smile. A little glass vial? A little glass vial. <laughs> Zydrate comes in a little glass vial. 
with a glass vial? He was the best. I am part the of third that. wheel on my own damn show. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, hey, honestly, every... it's, it's when Brad first made me watch this, and I say made me watch this because I was hesitant. And I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Mm -hmm. But I think I've watched it like four more times since then. <laughs> <laughs> it's sure. good. It's cheesy. Sure. It's campy. It's brilliant. Kirk, honestly, give it a chance, and right. within the next it's, week, we'll reconvene our next podcast. If you're talking, you're not listening. You have one mouth and two ears for a reason. Brad, that could go for you also. Shh, don't make me look more hypocritical than I really am. What I was saying is, watch it this week sometime. We will reconvene on the next podcast. If you hate it, you're wrong. And I'm just saying, send it to me because I don't remember shit. I'm old as fuck. I'll send it to you, you old fuck. Thank you. Mm. I be the oldest. Don't look the oldest. But anyway. I look the oldest? You have a kid. I don't. Well, yeah, but we both have the same amount of gray in the fur, and I have brighter eyes. You do not. I don't? Brighten your eyes up, then. Let's get that little begging kitten look going on. I'd ask Andrew to sort of like uh, settle this, but I nope. already know where this is going to go, so I'm going to like... I'm not getting in between this one. Kirk, take your shirt off. No. Come on, do it. I would, but I mean like... like I'll like, do it. I'll do it. I know you will. You've done it. <laughs> the jiggles that will sort of like come here from my top half. Oh, baby, this is jello and there's always room for it. Yeah, no, I mean, like. <laughs> Andrea is deeply invested in something else. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if Murray had sang on the soundtrack. <laughs> Anything but She's doing her job. Entities, eh? She's doing her job. Uh, okay, uh, it so doesn't look like it. Right, so but I, also, I have to I have to say that the American that is like the Bobby Fisher character, his name is Frederick Trumper. Okay, okay. which was you didn't fucking think that. No, nothing to do with Trump. I just still that's that's all I'm gonna say. I did okay. see. That. I did. I, Eric, I'm currently sending you over the um the uh, my homework. Uh, well, your homework, if you will. Yes. Uh, sure. but, uh, also, um, what do you I call it? Do. Have a look at the cast of this because yeah. the cast is impressive. I will. I, okay. I but we're not here to talk about Anthony head. We're here to talk about Murray head. So yeah, uh, so long as we're talking about head, head here. Yeah. I am in so long as we're talking about head. Yeah. Well, you just have to like, make sure that the head is proper. Otherwise it's improper. And then the head didn't work. Yes. What? I don't know. Sex is like pizza, man. Even if it's bad, it's still pretty good. Yeah, I, I've had some partners that would either I would disagree with you and they would also. But thankfully, that was a long, long time ago. Andrea, you have one job. Please help I me. was just going to say, but I was going to let you finish because I wanted to know where that train was going. No, no, the, the, the train only moved that long and that was it. Okay, so back to Bangkok, Oriental City. Yeah, well, thank look, look, to be to be fair, just going back to, be to fair. Fair. I haven't been with anyone else for 20 other years other than my wife. So I just want to point that out. Because like I've got no fucking game in any of this other shit. 
that so I'll be what you're saying is you've got no hose in different area codes that would have been a great song for me in the late 90s but no <laughs> uh, at this point no 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 so Andrew knows I tried to put us back on the rails and the train went away. I yeah, I don't know what uh, Kirk's just going off off the rails over and over again. Okay, well, okay, here's where I want to go with this. Uh, I watched the other things on Chess Vivo, like on uh -huh. YouTube, uh, and I could see why neither of those released, and if they were released, could ever have been a hit. Something about this one, and I especially like the extended one, dun, 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 which is like a 30 second. But the intro, the yeah. Whole, the yeah. whole, and the intro is great because it's kind of got that cheesy pseudo-oriental feel, but also a bit of like a Russian classical beat. Almost beat imperial. It. Yeah, it's, um, it's really well done. Mm -hmm. And the flute. It's also... With the oriental feel or Asian feel, without being offensive, because like, yes. like without being dun, 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 dun. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't exactly go it. over the top. It it flirts with being a little over the top, but it simply it gives you the feeling that something is happening. Like this song is is taking place in an Asian country, and then it just cuts straight to Murray Head's nasally fake American accent going. Bangkok, Oriental City, but the city don't know what the, it's, yeah. Yep. Um, it and it's got some really great one-liners. Like it, it does. And the, the interplay, which I didn't notice as a kid when I'm listening to this, but the interplay is brilliant. And again, and it's borrowing from the musical genre that it's coming from, uh, where you have the, like you were saying before, Andrea, the backup singers are extolling the virtues of Bangkok and Murray Head is then shitting on them. Yep. And he's even, well, to go back to where Kirk was saying it, he's saying, you've seen one stinking polluted town. It's it's from him saying, uh, you've seen this, we're always playing in these exotic locations, and then they go, it's a shame, it's really such a pity to be looking at the board, not looking at the city. And then he goes, mm -hmm. what do you mean? Yeah, you've seen uh, one stinking polluted town. town. So, yeah, he's just like, he doesn't give a shit where he is. Mm -hmm. He's just there to play chess. He gets his kicks above the waistline. Sunshine. sunshine. But yeah, and you got to bear in mind, this is also coming from Fisher's point of view because technically Head is playing Fisher in, in chess. And Fisher was, I think, before the diagnosis, the, the diagnoses that we have today, I believe Fisher was a little bit autistic. A lot autistic. Okay, a lot autistic. He was a lot autistic. So, of course, he's seeing things through a, a, a clouded lens. You know, he, his focus is on the game. Though? He doesn't give a shit. I was in Bangkok. What? Um, yeah, well, the city don't know. Um, I was there 2005-ish, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, honeymoon. For the second marriage, the good wife, uh, who, if, you, if you're watching, you're awesome. Um, Wait, you, you've been married twice? Yeah. I didn't know that. No, I had to practice marriage, and then I married a good person. Um, but anyway. You're not married. No, anyway, go on. Sorry. I'm not currently married. No. Okay. No, I'm a free agent. Okay. I can play on any field. Play ball. Anyway, go on. 
Um, so anyway, I was there. We did our honeymoon there. It was great. But honestly, uh, I could give a shit about Bangkok because Bangkok was like any other town or any other city you've been to. Uh, it had a SkyTrain, much like Vancouver's SkyTrain, except it had doors that would close over the entrance uh, before you got onto the, uh, the train. But they did have one station in there called Bang Su. I have a friend named Sue. I thought that was the funniest thing, so I had to bring home a picture of that for her. Um, anyway, long story short on that one there. Bangkok was definitely a, a city like any other city because if you've been to a city before, they all kind of suck. They're busy, they're concrete. Um, but when we got out of it, oh my God, Thailand is gorgeous. Are you just trashing Bangkok because Aaron didn't let you go see the lady boys a little because I wanted <laughs> to I wanted to go and see to the lady boy bar but the problem with that is I, I came back and I was all upset you didn't see I didn't see a lady boy we didn't get to go to the lady boy bar and I didn't see a lady Maybe boy and somebody said to me yeah you did yeah I saw some lady boys yeah For apparently sure. I yeah probably I mean I did where did Murray Head talk about this? What? Where did Murray Head talk about the Lady Boys? Lady when Boy he said, I'd let you watch, I would invite you, but the Queens we use would not excite you. Oh, there you go. I had no idea that's what it was really about. He's referencing drag queens for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what we have to do on this show one of these days? Because I actually have a half decent impression is. um. How do you do I see you've met my faithful handyman? <laughs> I don't think that charted, unfortunately. Oh, it might have. Oh, it what the hell are we talking about? Time warp. Let's do the time warp again. Okay, so Andrea and I just built a deck at her place nice uh, for her hot tub. And we were in the hardware store. That fucking song was playing on the hardware um, uh, uh, PA system. I, so, have, I have a bunch of other jokes in my head about Andrea's hot tub. Do you, do you have a neighbor in mind you want to invite over? I have not named my hot tub, no. I didn't say name the hot tub. I didn't what, say name the hot it? tub. I'm just saying, like, is there somebody who you want to bring over who might live right next to you? Might live next to me. Or Not anymore. He moved out. Oh, creepy neighbor dude. Thankfully moved in the fall. Yeah. Before I got the hot tub, because he yeah, might have well, just tried to invite him. I might have come home and he'd just be chilling in there. That's a terrifying thought. Me short, sweetheart. He's pretty much, he's watching right now. <laughs> I hear you're talking about me there. <laughs> oh, no, he sounds like Herbert the Herbert. In my oriental sitting. Oh, jeez. So anyway, back <laughs> to the show. Um, so this this yes. this thing winds up charting for no apparent reason other than the fact that it was a banger. It was uh, the '80s new wave is starting to make its uh, its appearance, and this is new wave. It's new wave. It, here's another thing I found really interesting. How many times have we talked about a song where nobody's paying attention? to the meat of the lyrics except for the chorus most oh. people can when they listen to this one they can go Bangkok. they could do a bunch of other things mm -hmm. which i find fascinating because is this a first of all the songs we've ever talked about 
that we could say that people actually remember some of the meat of that as opposed to the chorus? I think because it is so distinctively different because there's the rap bits, there's the, cor- there's the background bits, and then there's the co- the chorus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the words are clear. The words are clever. There's not a lot of, um, there's a lot of innuendo. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of clever... Um, Wordplay. Wordplay, yes, exactly. Um, which you as a 12 or 13-year-old boy might not have picked up on a lot of. But you probably still, what? I picked up on none of it. (laughs) But you still heard the lyrics and you could tell, like, the rap part is fun to say. There's a lot of, like, like just forming the words is fun. Mm -hmm. Um, It was. I mean, I remember as a kid with a show with, and I did this, I think, with other, like, classmates. A show with everything but you, Brenna. It's not like Mm -hmm. Brenna meant anything to us. Yeah, but because at the time you didn't know that Yule Brenner played the king in The King and I, oh, which I was a, a a show about Thailand. I knew he was a bald guy who was a legend in, that died and only because my dad showed me Magnificent Seven. Yeah, and see, I knew him as a Western guy. Yeah. And I knew him as the king from The King and I. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also, um, like... I, when I heard it, had no idea what the Tyrolean spa was, but it's mm-hmm. fun to say time flies doesn't seem a minute since the Tyrolean spa had the chess bars in it. Mm-hmm. All games, don't you know that when you play at this level, it's an ordinary venue. Can I do a, an impression now? <laughs> sure. We've, we've never stopped you before, and this is your show. Technically, yes. All right. I'm not going to, well, okay, I'm going to ask you a question before you do, and I'm going to ask, is it a good impression this time? Oh. No. Okay, so it's from the Magnificent Seven. It's Horse Buckles in that film. You tell me to clap my hands. You tell me to clap my hands. Thank you, Master Impressionist. See, the best Western that was ever written was Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. Can you not just give me a minute to sort of like soak up what I just did? No, we're trying to forget. You want to smell your own farts for a minute? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying because my brand's awesome. <laughs> this is a guy that Dutch ovens himself. Not today, but okay. <laughs> Betty Dutch ovens Winnie. No, Winnie goes out with a face like that. She was asking for it. How is that dog so calm? Oh, I don't know that she's necessarily you- that calm, but yeah. Like Jasper wouldn't have sat in your lap like that when he was that age. Well, Jasper is also three times the size of Winnie. Yeah, Opal would not have sat in my lap like that. She's oh, now she... giving me the side eye from her couch. Uh, <laughs> no, she she let me hold her for all of like thirty seconds, and then she'd be like, "No, I'm fucking the fuck out of here." It's just a lot easier to hold her than to have those two run around. But anyway, <laughs> fair. So after this. That was pretty much it for uh, Murrayhead. In terms of the top 40 charts, which I don't think he gave a crap about. This was like, uh, we've talked about- He's a a musical guy. Yeah, we've talked about people like this before. It's like, who, holy shit, I have a hit. How do I make money off it? He's not that guy. Thank you. No, he was all about the theater and that's that's what he did and it worked for him. Like he had a great career after this. He had a great career 
part of this. Yeah, and like, thank God he didn't go to Bjorn and Benny and say like, "All right, I'm we're on to something. Let's uh, what do you got about checkers? <laughs> <laughs> How about some sorry? Yeah, <laughs> I get to be the shoe in Monopoly. He recognized that this was like a one-off. Good on him. Good on all of this. Yeah. Uh, this was a very unique one. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad you cut. I'm glad we covered it. Still not in sort of the vein I want to do of crap, but okay. Yeah. Brad, but do you have oh, sorry, go ahead. It fell very much into the how the hell was this a hit? Because yeah. it is nothing like anything else out there ever. Um, so I felt it warranted it. We'll we'll dive into some crap soon, I'm sure. sure. And so so with that, I, I'm I'm giving it to Brad and also Winnie's butt. So Winnie is getting so <laughs> oh, look, it's an elephant. <laughs> Hello, Winnie's butt elephant. All right. So if you're gonna do that, so like Brad, what do you have next for episode two of how the hell was this a Sorry, for episode two, I went in the same direction as Andrea did in picking a song that shouldn't have made it to number one. Musical? No, it's not a, not from a musical. Um, but I, I did this because of the idea that this song should not have charted. This song shouldn't should never have even been made for mass consumption, and yet it was. Okay. This is um, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. This is an operatic song. This is a song that is far too long to have hit radio play, yet it did. It was cut down sometimes. It was played in its entirety other times. This this should It's a seven, eight-minute song. It should not have been on the radio. It shouldn't have charted as high as it did. It got to number two, and it was embraced, and it made a comeback. Weiss. Wayne's World! Wayne's World made, gave it a comeback. A hundred percent it did. Okay. If you're so, going to spew, spew into this. I did recently watch that again, both of them. Yeah. Fair, by the way, Tia, if you're watching this, I have one of those laminated friends cards, you know, like that Ross and Rachel sort of like did. You're on it. So I'm just saying I get a free pass. Huh? 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 Andrew, you know, look, while I'm doing this, you don't have to give that fucking face. Jesus Christ. What you're talking about? Like, well, it's possible. It's possible until, that what? It's until Tia Carrera says, it's not possible. It's possible. Okay. True. Well, then, Miss Carrera, you'll have to um, well, please break them down. Your one of your hall passes. It's one of my hall passes. Oh. Betty White is dead. I don't have that hall pass anymore. You have no I one have... to make the hall pass with. I have to move on to, well, no, but still, I have to move on to Dolly now. Again, you have, you don't need a hall pass. You're single. I'm single. <laughs> I, however, Just with the same Putting that out there. Hey, Kirk, if you want to. Make me a billboard. Like, yell it out in your podcast. That's great. But make me a billboard or something and put your number in the comments. Okay. Well, based on the comments that I've gotten, maybe you don't want necessarily some of them sort of like as your type. 
You're actively messaging you. I'm just saying is all. Well, I'm just saying if, you know, uh, redhead with, uh, you know, questionable morals and, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's my thing? I had a saying for that. It's flexible morals and questionable standards. That's the one. If if she if you're out there, let me know. You had brought it flexible. With that. <laughs> <laughs> Say less. Thank you. Uh, it's time to do some plugging. Also, you had brought plugging. Oh, I thought you said pegging. You know, it's <laughs> you know they could means. be interchangeable. But Kirk, I heard, <laughs> did you write a book, Kirk? I heard a rumor that you might have written a book. I heard a rumor. Not only did I write, write a book, it's about the late, great Chavo Guerrero Sr. You know what's coming up, Kirk? Father's Day. Ooh, you know, Chavo is You know who would like a book about a wrestler fathers fathers there you go and you can get on their day and you can get that on amazon chavo guerrero instant classic i helped him write his autobiography with the foreword by the late great rowdy roddy piper that's masterwork was they live yes it was yes it was absolutely so best fight scene in cinema history no but it's <laughs> <laughs> But I have to shoot it down right away. It's it's the most interesting fight scene in cinematic history. Yeah, there's something to it. There's a lot to it. The only, <laughs> the only belly to back suplex in a cinematic history fight scene that lasted three minutes. Uh, is that an award? That has to be a stuntman award. Got to be Chavo, a Razzie in there somewhere. Actually, Chavo Jr. did become a very, or it still is a very successful stuntman. So. Yeah. nice yes yeah very much so so uh check that out there's also a lot of other shows that i do because i cheat on these two because uh i have to you're poly shower us i'm no i have nothing about poly shore what the fuck he, he's going um, on off of polyamorous oh okay poly show or us did poly shore do a like number one hit oh dear god not Polly Shore, polyamory. Pleasing okay, so the juice. Well, okay, yes. To that answer, yes, I have done some other programs. Uh, there's one that I'm going to be recording. I'm really excited about this one because I've been looking at this uh, a bit late today because we are doing it's a return. It is a return of the classic sports show. Huh? Hey, guys, where were you? When the Edmonton Oilers lost to the Winnipeg Jets in 1979 for the APCO Cup, the final W. I was, I was six years old. Yeah. I was not a spark in my father's eye. Yeah. No, but you might have been swimming around. Well, I tackle that. It's actually the last game with Wayne Gretzky against Bre not Brett Hull, Bobby Hull. Did you know that I know so little about sports that when you said the return of, all I could think was, Andrea? The Jedi? Well, the Mac. Oh, well, either works. Mm. <laughs> Kirk has left the chat. Return of the Mac. There it is. Well, either way, we're recording that return show on Thursday. I'm very excited with my good friend, the greatest triathlete in Buffalo history, Glenn Pulowski. Glenn, how you doing? He's back from Antarctica. Why didn't you see him when you were there? Andrea, he's a triathlete. She I might have waved at him. 
Uh, we did stop by a few outposts, depending on where he was. I might have waved. Well, you might have waved. I mean, again, he's a triathlete. It's right up there for you. It's age appropriate for you. Because, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm Look just it saying, out for me. I appreciate that. Well, well, there you go. So, you know, we, and then we could call you Glenandria. That'd be a couple. Yeah, I don't know about a long distance relationship with a dude in Antarctica. He's now back in Buffalo. Oh, um, Buffalo, that's like moderately closer. <laughs> I mean, than Antarctica, but still. Mm. Well, he's going to go back to Antarctica, but you know, it's like a. Uh, is Ooh, it, is it he could have like, a right dalliance up, in BC. Is it right up there when like American nerds say, like, I got a girlfriend in Canada? In Canada? Yeah. Uh, She's from Canada. You probably don't know her. Yeah, there you go. But, but then you ask any Canadian, they obviously would know her because. Oh, okay. yeah. You know Bob? Yeah, I know Bob. There you go. Yeah, Bob well, lives in Saskatchewan. Well, mm -hmm. Glenn and I are back, and we're going to be looking at the last WHA game of ever of, of, that ever happened. And it's pretty exciting. And I was sort of like doing a deep dive. Man, Wayne Gretzky's a drunk. I like that. Uh, I can't imagine why that appeals to me. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> So that's actually something that we're going to be looking Listen, at. Listen, um, you're both alcoholics. Drunks go to meetings. No, wait, no, you're drunk. No, alcoholics go to meetings. Yeah, never drunks. mind. Why would I go to a meeting when I can sort of like, just sort of like do that online? Yeah, pubs have lots of people. That's like a meeting. It is. Drunks go to pubs, alcoholics go to meetings. That's the one. I got it mixed up. I got it confused. Well, this works for me. Yeah, no, you were right, Kirk. I was wrong. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I also have other shows. Yes, Winnie, we have other shows that we do. Evan Nolan and I do the weekly Hall of Fame show where we look at Hall of Fame stuff. If you look at the last show I did, I saved the WNBA. If they listen to what I say, they won't. But if you listen to me, I can make that league profitable. Hey, I honestly didn't watch that one, though. I am curious, was it lowering the nets? No. Because... People Have get you upset. seen those women? They Nobody dunks. Nobody dunks in the WNBA. Well, and yeah, and that's not going to work. But I have a whole thing, and I put a lot of thought into it. I'm actually going to make a giant article about that, which will be read by nobody that's actually going to really pay attention to it. And I maintain that if I was the commissioner of the WNBA, I can make you profitable in five years. I know that Maybe I can. If you ever wondered... Wondered, Wondered whatever, whatever became, became of, of me. Here's the I'm playing with the ball in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, WNBA. They don't have a team. But anyway. Oh. Here's also to what I'm offering you, WNBA. I will bring you Brad and Andrea as my handlers. Every time I go too far, they're going to like say, like, no. The only thing is, Andrea, I think you're going to be hit on a lot. I can't handle you, Kirk. Oh, poor puppy. Casca say. She just, she cannot stand to be on camera. I don't no, know. she hates it. Okay, so Andrew, but if I get that job, a lot of the players are going to be into you. Brad, not so much. I mean. Uh, with the WNBA? Yeah. No, they want a short king. I'm sitting at 5'9 and change, man. Okay, clearly you know nothing about the WNBA. But anyway. They were interviewing someone from the WNBA this morning on CBC, I want to say, and that woman sounded like a dude. Brittany Griner? Maybe, yeah. Is that the one who was sort of like uh, in Russia because she was stupid? 
I don't remember. I was oh, half that's asleep. That's when he got arrested. He plays on my radio in the morning when I wake up and I kind of half listen to it. Yeah, there's a lot I can say about that. And I have. But uh, yes, I can save you, but I can make you profitable. All you have to do is just, since you're not going to hire me as your commissioner, I gave all of my knowledge, all of this for free. Maybe you can get a consulting gig. You know, you know, that's going to happen. Uh, but there's that. Uh, there's also the show I do with Chris Bernay and uh, our last shows. Well, I don't know if it's going to be our last show ever, but the last one that we did uh, with Small Wonder, actually, a lot of people were watching that on YouTube. So thank you for that. That's rough, man. That shit doesn't hold up. That's the point. Uh, but yeah, so like that one's actually doing pretty good on that platform. And we've got another one where we're looking at the Hit Me Baby One More Time, uh, the UK version. So that's going to be up soon. I've got a couple other shows that are coming up. Uh, the show that, again, I, I said this last time, but I'm so proud of this. Vinny Laspinuso, my good friend who's only 22, 23. Uh, he's 22, 23. I don't know exactly how old he is, but he's got the soul of a of a senior citizen. He knows more about old people's sports, like like the history of sports than anyone I've ever met. And, like lawn bowling. Well, he's making a difference, Brad. I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, the last show that we did, the person he talked about, the son reached out to him. Nice. Uh, which was uh, Vinny makes the Hall of Fame, fame case for it. It was for Max Zlotsky, uh someone who should be in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Vinny did a great job and somehow Max's son saw that and it makes me proud. It's, oh, it's, it's good. It's, it's like it's my six foot four Italian American child who <laughs> uh, sort of is coming through with all this great crap. Uh, Everything else I have to promote is all sports related, and well, these two can't help me with that. So I I like sports. I like it when they put the thing and they take it from the one thing and they put it in the other thing. All right, with that, I, I turned my head around again because last time I did that, they made fun of my hair, even though I have the better hair out of all of these three. You do because if I turn my head around, you can see the little bald spot going on there, and you don't have that, so. Turn around, bright eyes. No, I got better hair than you. Sorry, oh, Kurt. Yeah, god damn you. Doesn't count. <laughs> you have girl genes. And I know lots of dudes that have better hair than me, but not either of you. You got not the me? girl genes no, and the boots I have better with hair. the fur. Well, I, just I don't have boots with the fur anymore. I, I got rid of those. Oh, okay. Well, turn around, Bright Eyes. I think we did that before. Either way, the show is over. It's come to a conclusion. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, from here on the top of Mount Manitoba, stay safe, everyone. This is the end of the Buckneyverse today. Auf Wiedersehen. Also, if you made it to the end of this, I want you to put it in the comments because, holy shit, you're a trooper. <laughs> or also say, I hate Brad. That'll work, too. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, I, I, I can accept that. All right. With that, I we all say goodbye, even Winnie. Good night. Good night, Winnie.